0: Okay. Shalom Aleichem. Good evening. Welcome back to, I believe, class number 10. Can you believe it? We're already on class number 10. I guess we're a third of the way through our 30 letters in 30 days. Um, I just wanted to mention some exciting stuff that's going on all around the world. I think last night I mentioned that there was a group in Melbourne, Australia that's been learning the letters and got together on Shabbos. So I found out now there's a group in Sydney who's also getting together, and uh, they're going to have a big gathering coming up, I think, this Sunday. So it's good to hear reports from all over the world, literally from all over the world. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but now is a great time to mention it. There's going to be this central Fabrengen celebration Seum gathering on the night going into Yud Alef Nissen, Oyel Yud Alef Nissen, which is, I believe, Monday, April eleventh, at the Oyel. We're going to get together to uh, read a pan a group uh, letter, which has the names of all the from all the participants in the shir. Which, if you can, you can submit your name, even if you're not going to be able to be at the Oyel on Yud Alef Nissen, You could submit submit your name to the to the pan, or the duch, at 30letters30days.com, 30 30 and so we will go into the oil, submit that list of names, and then there's going to be a fabrengen at a, uh, in a, at a venue about a block away from the oil, and this is a women's gathering. There are many, many men's events in connection with the Nissen, but this is a special event for women, and that will be the location of the 30th final shear from the 30 letters. Okay, before we jump into tonight's letter, I want to share something very, very special that I just received maybe an hour before this program. I'm going to share the screen if you're live with me on Zoom and YouTube. And uh, we'll also make sure that it gets into the final cut of the recorded video. What you are looking at is a note that was written by Rabbi Shalom Mendel Simpson, who was a member of the Rebbe's Secretariat. And as we mentioned in previous classes, Rabbi Simpson was involved in the process of bringing the letters to publication, from the archival office copies that were retained by the Secretariat to the editing process that was overseen by Rabbi Sholember Levin from the library. This particular note was written by Rabbi Simpson. You see signs at the end, Shalom Mendel. This was a note that was written to go along with a stack of letters which Rabbi Simpson brought into the Rebbe in the summer of Tafshin Mem Zion. Okay, remember the timeline. They found out that the project even existed, that the Rebbe wanted to make an igris just right after Purim of Tafshin Mem Zion. So so we're talking about the springtime of 87. They got the first volume published before the Rebbe's birthday, Yud Aleph Nissen, meaning within three weeks of the project even being launched. And then the Rebbe kept pushing that volumes should be produced at a very efficient pace. So this is now, a few months later, this is the summer of 87, and they were already working on volume 4. Okay, So this is the note that accompanied letters... From the secretariat that were being then submitted to the Rebbe for the Rebbe's personal approval and blessing, this was for Volume Four, which then was published in Tishrei of Memchas. Okay, so now you understand the timeline a little bit. So at the top of the note it says Kvei Kedushas Admoshlito. Just like in the previous times, meaning this is already volume four, so Rabbi Simpson is saying I'm following the same protocol as the previous volumes. I am including copies, these were facsimiles, of the letters from the Rabbi, Mishnas Tovshin Aleph. So by that point, they were up to that year, Tavshin Yud Aleph, 1951. Rak Chelek, and in a parenthesis, but underlined, Rabbi Simpson writes, Rak Chelek, just a part, meaning these are not all of the letters that the Rebbe wrote in that year, Tavshin Yud Aleph. Pivotal year, that was the first year after the Rebbe officially accepted the Nesias, the leadership. It's understood that in many places, meaning for privacy reasons, I omitted, I took out the name of the one who received the letter. Also inside the letter I did the same thing, like if the Rebbe mentioned the person's name again or any identifying references, so I also removed that, Rabbi Simpson says. So Now he says a prayer. Hashem should give, should grant, that this should be favorable, meaning the project of printing egress should be Favorable, and that we should be able to continue this expediently, efficiently. In order to get this volume to print, Mendel. and then you see the Rebbe's savvad the Rebbe's holy handwriting. The Rebbe writes, "V'nachas ruach." There, "Vav nun ruach." So the Rebbe adds that yes, not only is this project being received favorably, but also it is causing tremendous pleasure. It's causing nachas. So what an amazing thing it is to be studying something whose publication caused tremendous nachas, and I'm sure that our study is causing nachas as well. Okay. So let's uh, take a look at Letter Number 10. This is a short letter. This is on page 62 of Chelek Yud Yod, volume 10 of the Igrus As mentioned, all of these letters are from the same year, Tavshin Tezvav, and they're all from the same volume of Igrus, Helek Yud, the 10th volume. Baruch Hashem, Yod Beis Marchesvin Tavshin Tezvav, Brooklyn, Shalom Uvracha. By the grace of God, the twelfth day of the month of Mar the year 5715, final couple months of 1954, it's not yet 1955, Brooklyn, greetings and blessings. Okay. I do not know who the Rebbe was writing to specifically, but from the context of the letter, it's very clear what the person's position was. Not the person's name. That is not included here. Okay. After the break, after the uh, hiatus of not hearing from you, it was pleasing to me to receive your letter from the third day of Cheshven. You know, before we continue, I just, I want to remark, we've seen this before where the Rebbe will comment on the fact that it's been a while since he's heard from the letter writer. And, and that itself is something really we just have to marvel at. How many people do you know, public figures, are interested in receiving more mail, more correspondences, who are complaining, I don't get enough people making bids for my time. I think we take it for granted, because the Rebbe did it, and we're used to hearing about it, so we just say, oh yeah, that's normal. It's not normal. I mean, do you you understand what the Rebbe was involved in? Aside from, on the organizational level, building the the whole uh, movement of of shlichus and outreach and Chabad houses, but just the, the Rebbe's Torah scholarship just the scholarship that the Rebbe was involved in, learning Torah day and night, and being and, mechadish chidusha Torah on the deepest levels. Think about it like this. If, if I can make a very crass analogy. Imagine Albert Einstein <laughs> at Princeton University working on, on his uh, chalkboards day and night with his mind totally immersed in, in, in these formulae of, of, of physics. And everyone understands that Einstein's in his own world and he's, he needs to be left alone. Nobody thinks that Einstein wants to hear about their personal life, let alone to have to take a break from his uh, deep thought and respond to your personal issues. Now imagine somebody delving into Toyota day and night. With the the level of focus that 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 was required, and inviting more correspondence from people, and actually complaining, (laughs) like a good Jewish father, "Hey, you haven't called in a while. I haven't heard from you. What's going on with you?" So it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. But what you're going to see from this letter is that not only is the Rebbe, quote unquote, complaining to this letter writer, "Hey," You need to write more often. But as we're about to see, (laughs) that Eva's going to ask for even more people to write. And uh, lest you think, I know we haven't even gotten into the letter, but I just want to preempt this. Lest you think that Eva's looking for fan mail, God forbid. Um, I'll just tell you one story. I'll just tell you one story. There was an Israeli journalist who came to the Rebbe in 1971. And uh, he'd been prepared by friends of his in Eretz Israel who were Chabad, and they told him about the protocol for Yechidus. And he had a Yechidus, a one-on-one meeting with the Rebbe. So this Israeli journalist comes into the Rebbe, and what he did is he wrote a pan, he wrote a, a letter, petition for prayer that is customary when one goes into Yichidus, into private audience with the Rebbe. And this journalist, this Israeli journalist, submitted this uh, this letter to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe starts reading it and the Rebbe says, you've written to me before. So the Israeli journalist says, no, no, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me, but I, I haven't written to you before. So the Rebbe opens up his drawer of his desk and goes through some papers and pulls out a letter and hands it to this guy and says, isn't this your handwriting? (laughs) And the guy looks at it and says, yes, this is my handwriting. But he looks further down on the page and it has a different name in the signature and he's trying to figure out how in the world is this possible that Ebba has a letter from me in my handwriting but it has somebody else's signature and all of a sudden it occurs to him, he remembers this Israeli guy he was in the army, like most Israelis when he was in the army he had a friend who got injured his friend broke his right hand and couldn't write the friend wanted to write to the Rebbe so his injured friend asked him to take dictation and write a letter to the Rebbe and then at the end of the letter the friend with the broken hand managed to push himself enough to sign his his signature, albeit as well as he could, maybe sloppily, but uh, he was able to sign his own signature. But the body of the letter had been written by the friend who was able to write. And now this journalist is sitting there and looking at this letter that he himself forgot that he ever wrote, <laughs> and Rebbe looks at it instantly and says, this is your handwriting. How many thousands or tens of thousands of letters did the Rebbe see from that time that he received that letter until the time that the letter writer, or at least the one who took dictation to write the letter, uh, was sitting there in Yechidus with him? So, lest you think when the Rebbe is asking for more mail, the the mail is just going to sit in some pile somewhere. uh, No. The Rebbe wants to read everything. I'll tell you even more, and then I really should jump into the letter. At one point, the Namaskiris, the Rebbe's secretariat, wanted to buy a rubber stamp for the Rebbe with the Rebbe's signature. Why should the Rebbe have to take time to write his signature on every letter that he answers? And the Rebbe refused it and said that that's not what people write to me for. They, they write for the human touch. They want, they want real warmth and empathy and compassion. They don't want a rubber stamp. So, having said that, let's jump in here. Okay, so you haven't written to me for a while. In your letter you write to me, even though you write it way too fast. <laughs> Again, <did> I... <laughs> you hear what the Rebbe is saying? Like, you could have elaborated more. Why did you, why did you write so sparingly? It's it's just mind boggling The Rebbe has time for 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 more letters for longer letters. But that's precisely what the Reb is asking for. Write more often, and when you write, write more detail. Just mind boggling. Okay, so in your letter, even though you write way too briefly, you write about what about your activities among the military during the past few weeks. This is. Taking place in Eretz Israel, it's talking about the, the IDF. Certainly in the future, you're going to write more in detail. <laughs> so I like the report about what you're doing with the, with the soldiers. Next time, you got to give me more details. Okay. Now, parentheses. And this is just from one level to the next level. Perhaps there's place to say. Meaning the Rebbe is being gentle here with this suggestion. After your lectures, so apparently this person was lecturing two soldiers. I don't know if it was a rabbi or not a rabbi, but it seems that this person who the Rebbe is writing to would give lectures on Jewish topics to the soldiers. So the Rebbe says, I wonder, possibly, maybe I could suggest that after you deliver your lectures to the soldiers, that uh, you could mention something. That whoever wants to could correspond here, meaning to the rabbit. You could tell the people in the audience, if they want to write to me, they can write to me. To clarify questions that may disturb them. (laughs) The Rebbe is telling this lecturer, when you're lecturing, it may come up, you might find a natural place to sort of just mention that, hey, if you've got more questions about Yiddishkeit, the Labavitcher Rebbe would be interested in hearing your questions. Just, I, I don't even know what to say about this. Okay, but it goes on. it's understood. Shalasar tzorich When you mentioned this idea of writing to me. It's important that you preempt, that you uh, make a disclaimer, or you clarify, that this is not a fundraising solicitation. Meaning, you have to tell them that, it's, you, no, you're not going uh, to get solicited for fundraising. You're not going to be put on some, uh, some list. Nobody's asking you for money. I'm not trying to extract any money from anyone. That's not what's happening here. I'm just telling you, if you want to correspond with me, if you have questions about Yiddishkeit, about life, about whatever, I'm here for you. But let them know that, that no, one, no one's going to ask them for any money. All right, and another point. Moving gamkein. It's also understood that when you do this, you have to do it of your own accord. Meaning to say, don't do this because I'm telling you to do it. Do this because it makes sense to you to do it. This is not a shlichus, this is, and is a, <laughs> The Rebbe sent plenty people on Shlichus, right? But the Rebbe is saying here, this is not a Shlichus. I'm not deputizing you to say this message. Go out and tell the soldiers to write to me. I'm telling you that it makes sense, it might be a good idea, but I want you to grasp on your own that it's a good idea. In other words, I know you could read it superficially as like, the Rebbe is telling him to do it, but don't tell them I'm telling you. Think about it. As we've been learning the Igris, I mean, this is letter number 10, so you see how the Rebbe is teaching us how to think. The Rebbe is showing us how he arrives at conclusions, giving us the reasoning. It's a mil It's everything is with the logic, everything's transparent. So, what, what's the point of that? Like we've said many times in this year, the Rebbe is not just telling us what to do, the, the Rebbe is trying to get our buy-in so that we should see it and say, yeah, yeah, you know what, that that totally makes sense to us. So this is the same thing that Rebbe is saying here is, look, I know if I would just tell you to do it, you would do it, but that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you to think about this and to internalize it and to realize on your own, in your own way, that this is a good idea. You know, it's I, I have to remark, it's sort of like the Rebbe once in, in a very... Painful moment, uh, the Rebbe complained that people are screaming Admosai. Until when? 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 How long will these gallus go on? When will Mashiach come? And the Rebbe said, But they're only screaming Admosai because I, to- I told them to say Admosai. Like, don't do it for me. Don't do it because uh, here's your script. Read your line. I'm trying to teach you. I'm not trying to tell you what to say. I'm trying to teach you a worldview that hopefully will become yours. And then on your own, if you want to say Ad great. But this is, not a, this is not a script that you're reading lines from. So similar to that, the, the, the Rebbe is saying here, I'm not giving you a shlichus to do this. I'm telling you it makes sense. I I want to sort of interject right here for a second. Um. There's another letter, which is one of my favorite letters in the whole Igris, which was written to a famous mashpia, a great educator, Rabbi Kesselman. And the letter was written, actually on an interesting day, Rosh uh, Hashanah Lonis on Chimisha Asa B'Shvat, Tess. So we're talking about almost a year, almost exactly a year before, Histalkus, before the passing of the Frideker Rebbe. So the rebbe is writing as a secretary of his father-in-law, of his rebbe, not as rebbe yet, but as someone working for his father-in-law, his rebbe. And and the rebbe is writing to Rabbi Kesselman, who was at that time in France. He came out of Russia and he was in a DP camp, and then he was in France. As many Lubavitchers were for a, for a short period of time. Some stayed there, many moved on. Rabbi Kesselman ended up back, uh, ended up in Eretz Yisrael, but. Uh, During that time he was in Paris, the Rebbe is writing to Rabbi Kesselman and saying, you know, I have all these Lubavitchers in Paris now, and there's hundreds of thousands of Jews in Paris, and you want to know something funny? I'm working for my father-in-law, I work in the secretariat, I see the mail that's coming in, and I haven't noticed an influx of mail from Parisian Jewry. And the Rebbe complains and says, what are you guys doing over there? You write to me and say, you're ready to be meiser Which is interesting because all of those who sit in, when they were in Russia, literally being hounded by the, by the KGB under literal life and death situations, they were meiser And the Rebbe is saying, but I'm not asking you to get killed now. I'm asking you to do something else, which is maybe more uncomfortable. When you meet a Jew in the street, whether they're religious or not religious why don't you mention to them that there's someone called the Labavitch Rebbe in New York and that people can write to him? And, and the Rebbe tells Rabbi Kesselman that according to the level of devotion that the Chesidim in Paris claimed to have, I should be seeing tons of letters coming from all kinds of Jews, from all stripes, all backgrounds, all levels of, of, of observance that should be writing into to the Rebbe, meaning the Rebbe's Rebbe, the Rebbe's father-in-law. And I'm not seeing that, so what's going on over here? And then the Rebbe mentions a story, he says, you know there was a guy, the Rebbe doesn't say the name, but he didn't learn in Teim Chetamimim, mentioned in an earlier class, that's the name of the the Lubavitcher yeshiva that was started by the Rebbe Rashab by the fifth Rebbe. In fact, he didn't learn in any yeshiva at all, and he doesn't have a beard, and he doesn't daven with the Hasidic intentions and meditation, he's just a simple Jew. But you know what? He heard about the Rebbe, and he believed, and when he ended up in a remote location, wherever he would go in that place, and he would meet other Jews, he would tell them to write to, to the Labavitcher Reb. And the Rebbe says, and then, because of this guy, who is not such a chassid, but he believes in the Rebbe, and he tells people to write to the Rebbe, because of him, some woman, who's not at all religious, had a question about whether or not to open a shop, Okay, a really pedestrian, mundane question. And what did she do? She wrote to my father-in-law, to the Rebbe, to ask his guidance and blessing. So the Rebbe sang to Rabbi Kasselman, you guys are chassidim? Why can't you do what this guy did, getting that woman to write into... And, and in fact... It's amazing because the Rebbe says, this woman who wrote to the Rebbe asking a question about opening a shop is not religious, but the fact that she's now in contact with the Rebbe will bring to all mitzvah observance, and you'll see she will come to Taras Mishpacha and Kasher and Shabbos, that that'll be the beginning of, of, of her growth. So where are these letters? And then, and this is why I'm mentioning it here at this point, I'm sorry, I know I'm right in mid-sentence, um, the Rebbe says, Why should I have to convince you of this? Your Nefeshabamist knows this. You know, if you learn Tanya, you know about the two souls. So you have the Nefeshelakist, the godly soul, and you have the Nefeshabamist, the animal soul. So the Rebbe says, your Nefeshabamist, your animal soul knows this. This isn't something that you know because you're davening so deeply and you're meditating so deeply. The fact that writing to the Rebbe and following what the Rebbe tells you to do works out good for you is something you've seen yourself so many times so that you don't even need your godly soul to believe in it. Your animal soul knows it's true. And if your animal soul knows it's true, then why are you quiet about it? The Rebbe said, if you know a good doctor, you wouldn't tell somebody about a good doctor? Or you would wait until they ask? Or if you knew that they needed a good doctor, you would go tell them before they even ask. So why aren't you go around going around telling people to write to the Rebbe? So that's, that's the famous Castleman uh, letter from uh, 5709. But uh, now this is six years later, and now the Rebbe is Rebbe, and the Rebbe is saying a similar thing, which is, I want letters from these soldiers, and I'm going to read them, and 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 let let's let's continue inside. Uh oh, and that's why I mentioned it. That the Rebbe is saying, I'm not telling you that you have to say this. I'm telling you, but dasats me on your own. You should figure out that this is good. Similar to what the Rebbe told Rabbi Kesselman that even your animal soul knows that this is good. Come on, like. You know this you know this yourself. Okay. So the Rebbe then continues and says, When you when you mention to them the idea of writing to me, you could just say Virak Lema, you should just mention Noshim nahagim kazer that you know many people who have done this. Although sometimes it takes a while to get an answer, eventually they do get an answer. So I want you to tell them. I know about a place where you can write to. There's a person who wants to hear from you. And sometimes it takes him a while to respond, but he always responds. Okay, let's continue. If you find it favorable, if you find it acceptable, here's another suggestion what you can do with the soldiers. L'osses tanya le'ezah... You could give a Tanya, a copy of the book of Tanya, as an award to somebody who does something exceptional in the area of Judaism. Among the soldiers. This is interesting because we had a letter earlier where the Rebbe was writing to Rabbi Shustaman in Chicago and encouraging the Kinis sofram from tar the little competition between the kids could be a good thing. So here the Rebbe is saying with the soldiers that somebody, one of the soldiers does something special in, in Judaism to reward them with a, with a tanya as a prize. And that's in addition to the fact that you should see if you could work out to put a tanya in the clubhouse, like where they meet, the social hall, and also in the library, shall of the soldiers, if they have such institutions in, a, in an appropriate place. Okay, another thing. It's a wonder to me. Like, I can't understand. You didn't mention a thing about your wife's health. Apparently, this person had written to the Rebbe previously and mentioned that his wife had a health problem. Okay? I just want to make sure you understand this. So this is what the Rebbe was saying, write to me more, write to me more often, write to me more details. It's not a joke. The Rebbe is remembering this guy's wife's health problem better than the guy himself is remembering the Rebbe is saying, I can't believe that you didn't mention that your wife's doing okay. So certainly the fact, you know, no news is good news. If you didn't mention anything, so certainly everything must be good and, uh, and peaceful. Okay, now here's one more point. In the margin, you're going to find uh, notes of which... Issues of Machanayim were received over here. What is this talking about? There was a magazine that the Israeli military chaplain's office put out. Maybe they still put it out, for all I know. But it was called Machanayim. And Machanayim um, was something that the Rebbe was interested in. And the Rebbe was telling this person, I've received certain issues... And I'm not even sure if the Rebbe was saying, I got them from you, or maybe I got them from other sources, but the Rebbe then makes a list. Here are the issues of the Machanayim military chaplain magazine that we have, and basically saying, send the rest so I can have a complete set. What, what is this about? I don't think a lot of people realize the nature of the Rebbe's library. I know people have heard about the Rebbe's library. You heard about the library of Agudas Chassidei Chabad. This is the famous court case about the library. This library um, is an extensive, extensive, extensive collection of all types of works. And the Rebbe was very particular in this. It wasn't just the, the, the Svarim that the Rebbe was learning from or the svarim that the Rebbe was quoting in L'Kotisichas, there were all types of books in the library. There, there are all types of books in the library. I spoke, actually, this evening, I called uh, Simon Jacobson, and because uh, he worked in the library. And I asked him to confirm for me that there were all types of books. He said, yeah, <laughs> a lot more diverse than Machanayim. <laughs> he said there were all kinds of books, and even things you wouldn't even expect in a Jewish library. But the Rebbe wanted that it should be exhaustive. It should have everything. And uh, the Rebbe was meticulous about collecting and expanding and adding to the library all the years. So here the Rebbe is writing to this person and saying, here are the issues of Machanayim magazine. We have, you know, I would, I would like a complete set. B'be'kas hatzlocha b'chol with blessings for success in all of the above. Nikhda b'tzideh, there's the PS, and then the PS is the Rebbe listing the issues of Machanayim that uh, the library was in possession of already. And uh, that's our letter tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night.